Howdy folks, Eddie Smith here, coming to you from 1,100 feet above sea level at the desert floor with temperatures soaring over 109 degrees. That's right, coming to you from just outside of Phoenix, Arizona. We are inside Studio CRE with Country Road Entertainment. I'm your host, Eddie Smith. If you're new here, welcome. If you're not new here, welcome back. Uh, today we're running a little bit behind, so we're not going to uh, delay uh, any longer Today's special guest is a recent, another recent Texas chart leader. Uh, his name is Wayne Garner. I'm going to bring him right in. Hey, hey Wayne, how, how you doing? Doing, doing good, great. good, good. Good. I I cannot complain, sir. Cannot complain. I think we're having some uh, audio issues. Though. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Good deal. Good deal. So uh, welcome to the show. This is your first time here. This is awesome. Um. I understanding you're having uh, a heck of a busy year. Yeah, it's kind of just been a carryover from the past uh, couple years of us uh, touring and really just uh, pounding the road. And so uh -huh. we, uh, when all the COVID thing hit, we kind of uh, were getting ready to drop the newest album, and uh, we're finishing up, you know, everything we could with it, and that when when everything shut down with all the venues um and really going like we love to do we basically were just like all right well let's just take some time to um get what we need to done with the album and um kind of ride it out to see when the best time to drop it's going to be because of uh just everything that was happening in the world and um, so now we're kind of uh, back on track with that and um, really just kind of going at that and, um, you know, playing shows sporadically um, whenever we can. And that's that's pretty much it. Just kind of at the mercy of, uh, I guess, all the lawmakers and everything that else, everything else that's going on. Yeah, I hear that just like the rest of us. And it, it, and it seems like every time we get close to things getting maybe getting back to normal or the possibility of something getting back to normal, there's a delay and, uh, oh, yeah. and, and that's frustrating for us all. Now, my understanding is now before all this now, you had just dropped a new single. Is that right? Yeah, we had just dropped a new single, break me down. And, mm -hmm. um, it, like, I, I think I did like a week of radio promo out on the road, going to different stations. And then, um, uh, our management company, and uh it was tied into our radio promotions um decided to uh not tell us and close up shop now so, now this is uh now the management was also based out of texas right no they were based out of nashville nashville i'm sorry nashville okay but they worked with uh a ton of texas artists um you know everyone from randy rogers to um national artist leanne womack like i mean they they had a good great reputation it was just uh just one of those things where we were we were kind of in the dark about everything uh happening with it and i think it was um it was one of the agents that uh was still on there had uh i had texted him to see when my next round of uh promotions was going um because you know we uh we had had a couple the week before and we were fixing to hop back on the road to do some more promo with it and then uh i just wanted to make sure no wires were crossed or anything and um he texted me and said hey you might want to get a hold of clay or if you talked to clay and found out um it was just uh it was done so they were he just decided to wrap up shop on everything and so we kind of just got left high and dry, which is crazy because it's single. I mean, just for being out like, you know, a week or two, I mean, it was already climbing and climbing and climbing. So it just. Hey, you yeah. guys were real close to hitting uh, the billboard chart, right? Yeah, we'd hit a heat seeker. We had hit. You got seeker. the heat. Okay. Okay. And um, it was just, uh, 
we were just, I was just kind of like, okay, well, what do I do? And I had a couple different radio promotions companies hit me up to take on the life of the single. And, um, I was like, well, I got to make sure my contracts are cleared and there's a lot of legalities all of a sudden that I'm having to deal with mm -hmm. other than what I really want to, you know? And so by the time I'd gotten everything done with that and kind of found out, you know, certain things business wise, it was like, well, you know, it pretty much, I mean, it pretty much was just done with it. So it, it really, it really sucked, man. I can't imagine you get that close and, you know, and then get, and essentially they stopped the whole promotion. Right. So that, that pulled you out yeah, of everything. Can, right. Yeah. The and just gone. And, uh, Holy Christmas. Yeah. It was crazy. Cause I mean, it was just like all the hard work. And I mean, I kind of knew something was up whenever, uh, I, um, we'd went out two weeks before, um, we came back off the road and I was supposed to go to a couple different stations and I showed up and like one was an iHeart station. I think it was. And, uh, and then a couple bigger stations down in, uh, uh, South Texas and nobody knew I was coming. And, and so, I heard, I heard it's hard to get played on. Is it not? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, like the, but the promotions company we had that like with our management company, I mean, they were in with everything. I mean, they really, really uh, did a great job for people from, you know, the past and stuff. So it was just kind of like with me, I was just, I was like, you know, what, what's going on? Why are you guys doing this? You know, is this something like, you know, it's just kind of a mistake or is this, um, you know, something that, uh, you know, you guys weren't ready for us yet, and you lined up the dates wrong. It was just, it was kind of just a, it was a headache, you know. So, but you live, you learn, you know. I mean, could have been a lot worse, you know. It could have been a lot, lot more money and a lot more time into it, so. I understand the frustration still there for, for sure. Yeah. You know, and I want to remind you, Wayne, we are uh, live on the air today. We'll be taking uh, uh, watchers and listeners' uh, questions and comments. Um, we we have a regular listener actually right in the chat right now. Her name is Joanne Nelson. Uh, she's been following us from L.A. for a while. She is actually a, um, a new fan to country music, and she catches oh. us on every show. Um, she loves the artists we bring on. Um, she's saying hi to Los Angeles. So glad, glad to see you all. Yeah, we uh, have taken a uh, brief break over the last couple of weeks. We have uh, over here at Inside Studio CRE and Country Road Entertainment. We have a lot uh, in the works right now. So uh, sometimes you have to take a step back to uh, evaluate things. And as uh, Wayne can testify um, with this uh pandemic or whatever you want to call it going on it kind of makes things a little bit different in terms of you know uh what steps we're taking to deliver the fans content would you not agree um i mean you've oh, been in the studio working um on a, a the the rest of the album correct yeah yeah it's all done now um it is done oh well outstanding yeah so it's uh it's in the can but yeah we've been back and forth and everything and just kind of making sure you know we did everything that we were, you know, seeking out to do with this one. And mm -hmm. because it's one of those things to where I'm, you know, uh, I'm just kind of a big fan of coming back and like, look, like listening to stuff and seeing what could be added and taken away. You li you know, you listen to it, you know, several different times in different vehicles and different, you know, um, uh, stereos and, and everything. You kind of, hear some things you want to take out or add and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, it's just part of the creative process. And uh, are you ready now to get that sucker pressed or are you, are you still tweaking it a little? No, it's done. It's, it's done. No, it is, it's a hundred percent done. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking the, uh, the photos and stuff uh, here this week um, for the album covers. And, uh, and then it, it's, it's going to be headed off to uh, distribution and all that. So, 
Outstanding. I like it. Now, um, can you tell us about the uh, the single that had already been released? What was that titled? Uh, that was a song called "Break Me Down," and uh, okay, I thought it was I thought it was a great song, great a great song, um, cool single. I it wasn't my number one pick for it, um, but the man but the management company at the time thought it was. Um, well, it sounded like that was one thing they were right on because, man, that as soon as that hit, you yeah. took Texas by but, uh, storm with that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was, and then um, when that agent that was working there had gotten released, um, they had already gotten the promo package ready to ship off the radio, so there was kind of like no going back. And um, then one of the other agents had, had listened to the album and was like. Um, there's a single on there called you might call it love. I call it crazy. And he was like, no, that's the lead out. That's it. That's the one he was like, you know, that is a great song. And that's what I had kind of thought first too. Um, but so it's, uh, it's one of those things where I think, I think this album has, has a lot of good songs on it. I think it, you know, people are going to really dig it. That's awesome. And, you know, that reminds me, and if, if our sponsor, 94.1 The Ride, is uh, listening, Wayne, are you familiar with 94.1? I am not. Now, there, now I know you tour through Arizona here and there. Uh, 94.1 is at a globe. Um, and what they are known for and what, why I really like them and why I enjoy working with them is they play new music. Now, they play good country music in general. You're not going to hear, right. you know, pop country or anything like that. Maybe on occasion someone makes a mistake. I don't know. You never know. But for the most part, they they listen for artists like yourself who's coming out right. with a new release, and they get you airtime. So, Carol or Mindy, if you're watching, uh, pay close attention here. Wayne's got uh, some stuff um, in the oven about to come out, and you got to check out his, uh, his single – Break me down and let's see that thing get on the radio. Yeah, I mean, if you're familiar with some of the artists out here, I'm sure, like, you know, Nathan Dean, the damn band and whatnot, uh, maybe Southbound. Oh, yeah. yeah, these guys are getting airtime on there. I believe Southbound's got their stuff on there for sure. But, you know, but there there's a ton of local artists out here that get uh, some great airtime. And, and it's nice because, it, you know, uh, you know, every, every station is going to have a little bit of red tape. Not like these guys, though. You know, which is awesome. You know, we were talking about iHeartRadio, um, and anytime a new uh, single or anything gets on there, I'm impressed because I know, as someone in the media, um, how hard it is to work with them. Just from that perspective, you know, right. coming in from the promotion and uh, there, there's just yeah, there's just so much going on with that. They they're not easy to you know get in that door. So you know, the fact that you were getting airtime on that. And, and of course you were, you know, um, so close. I mean, is there any way, um, anytime soon you think you'll be able to get that, that promotion back or, um, or is that bed budget currently like, you know, in on hold in limbo right now? Um, no, I don't know what, like, I mean, we're like, like when we drop, uh, this next time, um, you know, we'll definitely do promotions. Okay. And, uh, you know, just thankfully that we've worked, I work, I mean, I, I say I, but our band and which is like our family, you know, that we have our nucleus mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, we have worked so hard on going and going and going for the past year and a half that it, you know, we are able to stick that, stick more money back you know, because it's a, it's a business at that point, whenever you start really going um, to where, yeah, we'll be able to, you know, do a bigger promotions again. And so, yeah, I mean, it's the next single that, that we drop that we're, you know, we want to really put, you know, out there um, and put them, you know, I guess like hustle behind the muscle or whatever, um, mm -hmm. it will be able to do it. So, um, we got a little bit back for it, but it wasn't nearly what, you know, was paid for the last, you know, year and a half that I was with the company. So that's kind of one of those things where, 
Yeah. You know, you, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. But but no matter what, you know, as far as legalities and stuff wise goes, you know, for the future, we still have to keep pushing on, you know, and take care of that down the line as well. Mm-hmm. Now, so I, I do. You have anything pending with that management company to try to get some of those funds back or anything? Uh, you know, that's one of those things to where I'll uh, I'll be uh, sending a, a a letter here pretty soon through uh, my attorney and to try and get that ironed out um, because you know, like I said, I mean, those funds and commissions, you know, were basically, I mean just taken and gone and not nothing done with them, you know, for the, for my behalf. And so there was, you know, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope that, you know, I'm just going to let them kind of handle that and keep, keep going down the road and, and rocking as far as, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, that's just, you know, you don't ever want to say too much and, and, you know, things come back to bite you or something like that. That's just, it's the legal part of it is the route you want to pursue with, a, with an attorney and stuff. Definitely. I agree. And, and, uh, silent sometimes in certain aspects is uh, a good thing. Uh, even. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's, and that's what, I, yeah, that's one of those things where it can get, it can get sticky, get messy, but you know, in this game, you, you know, you cut your losses and, you know, you, you kind of, it's like kind of picking your battles, but at the same time, you don't, you know, you might just keep on trucking, you know, with your current project and your current, uh, album and getting that done and, you know, coming back to what needs to be taken care of just a little bit later, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, I mean, definitely gonna try and pursue, you know, getting the fun, the funds for that all that back so well that's good and uh we got a uh, riley yokoyama in the chat now that's actually my stepdaughter she never misses an episode but uh she was saying this um before i went on the air today she wanted to state that uh has anyone ever told you that you look like uh the actor that plays uh aquaman and that's uh <laughs> jason momoa i think is his name yeah <laughs> you get that a lot that, that, yeah like come on, I, Wayne, come on. I know you've been playing in Stunt Devil or Devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but she said that, and I looked, and I'm like, good Lord, the man does look like him. I mean, and I said to my kid, I said, you know, you got to see this guy. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Wayne is stacked. You got that killer workout re regimen, don't you? Man, I've just been, uh, I've been doing it. I've been working out since I was a little kid and like uh, all that stuff and uh, playing sports. But yeah, I, uh, it was weird. Like I think probably about two years ago, I really turned up like, like working out and getting back into health and fitness, like as much as I could with us being on the road and um, mm -hmm. really just, just going at it. And, you know, it's, it's kind of paid off. I, I think I went from like, from just kind of living, um, kind of, I mean, just like not eating right on the road, you know, and, and, and stuff, I kind of ballooned up. And then past two years, I, I think I've lost like 50 some pounds and just, I stay in the gym. I try you to, you don't stuff. know, ballooned up, lady. let me tell you, <laughs> you don't even know. You, <laughs> so I used to compete. Right. And, um, you know, years ago, or a few years ago, some stuff happened, but then I, I took this desk job on top of running Country Road, which was a mistake. And um, I was working 18 plus hours a day and I, I ballooned and that, and I have old injuries. I actually have a dislocated shoulder that was never fixed and I have some back issues. So when I yeah. finally had the opportunity to start balancing everything and really start trying to get healthy, I dropped and then we went into lockdown and then I put that back on plus fifteen. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I can't can't win. Oh no! So yeah, I, I got about I was I was probably at my best. I think about a buck ninety five at about six or seven percent body fat, and I missed that. That's I feel like hell now, garbage. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like a small uh, version of you. 
but now I think I'm carrying you in my gut. I don't know. <laughs> we got uh, Eileen Beck coming in from uh, Buckeye, Arizona. Eileen, how are you? Say hi to Wayne. Yeah, if you're in the chat, don't lurk. Tell us where you're from. Wayne's a fellow, uh, friendly fella. He ain't going to bite. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, diet and exercise is extremely important, especially with what's going on. I fully admit it. So what I've been trying to do is slowly get back into it by just working on the house again, you know. Right. Yeah. And, no, I I hear you, man. I Like, like right when lockdown happened, um, like I was around uh, 250. And then I put on like 10 pounds and now I'm down into the two forties. And so I'm going to try and get probably down to like 230, 225 and just stay as lean as possible. You know, dude, I'd and love that's... to be 225, 230 right now. I think I weigh more than you. <laughs> now you're, but now you're not married, right? Wayne? No, uh-uh. See, I'll tell you, the biggest curse for me is when when they sent my wife home to work and the first couple of months she was making me breakfast every day. And I'm pretty sure that breakfast had at least 1,200 calories. Oh, yeah, man. You know, eating good yeah. cooking and stuff. That, yeah, that'll get you. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you. I've been, you know, I've been there. Before. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, the thing is, is, you know, you just, you feel horrible. You don't sleep right. You're not, you know, not moving right. You'll yeah. slug it all the time. You get to sleep all the time. It's terrible. Oh yeah, no, like it definitely messes with with everything from your T three levels to all your hormones and and mm-hmm. you know your body's almost just going in shock because I mean you're putting you know weight on that it's not used to you know right. I, I wish it was like, easier. I wish it was that easy like, like to gain just sheer muscle than it. Oh, than it exactly. Was. I mean, that'd be great. That'd be the perfect life. But, you know, it it, it is what it is. You just got to be careful. <laughs> uh, Eileen saying all the barbecue I've been, that I've been making. She's right. I, I, I like to smoke and, and grill a lot. So there's, you know, I got a, a smoker out back and a grill out back. Eileen is actually uh, my sister. <laughs> oh, nice. Now she she married a redneck too, so I mean she can't say too much because her her husband also, you know, since we've all been you know stuck at home, that man cooks constantly. You know, I mean, for a brief uh, amount of time, my father was um, and mother was staying with them, and if if you can, you know, you're getting ready for dinner and a chorus like it's handed you to you, and you could smell the meat coming off that smoker, you're gonna appreciate that too. I mean, that's what. Oh it is. yeah. Yeah, see, she she knows it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I tell so, you, like, I can uh, I can do all the barbecue. It's like I can eat as much of the meat like I want. Okay, but like it's uh-huh. everything I can do it like beans and potatoes and all that. And then then all of a sudden it's you know you're twenty pounds heavier a day later. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And then you're looking at yourself on the camera like myself, and I'm like, who is that fella? I don't recognize him. <laughs> Growing an extra chin yeah. over here. So tell me when, so, um, you know, I've talked to several musicians out there. So back in February, March, and when all this started, a lot of, you know, a lot of folks were maybe touring or working at the time. And, um, you know, they all have these interesting stories. Now, this is definitely affected your play schedule i'm sure so you've probably had a lot of postponed oh, yeah. dates and canceled dates so how, how have you been handling all that where where's that going with you um for me i mean like i had a surgery back in december and i was off for a week and we were back on the road uh that following week seven days uh-huh. later and um or actually it was five days and um, we had tour dates just going, going and going um, through that little winter time. And we were uh, booked all the way up until March. We played up to the last week of uh, before they locked it down, like nationally. And we pushed it as much as we could. And, then uh 
a few dates that we had that were coming up just i mean they dissolved of course um and then we were looking at we were going to book our west coast tour uh around that time and there was you know we'd already started talking to venues and getting getting some things ready just to shoot out the emails and mm-hmm. stuff and it just it was like what's you know there's after that amount of time and then seeing some of the venues close some of the venues you know not really make it back or like putting everything on hold i was like you know there's no point of us really booking that these tours until everything is back um, right you know that, that doesn't mean you know we, we're not going to play or anything like that i mean it's going to be very sparing you know we might you know we've been we had done an acoustic show last week i think it was and um you know we'll have some stuff coming up like i think we were out right before texas locked down again we were that weekend we were out and then boom they shut it down again and um then we had a an acoustic show this last week and we'll have some stuff in august but it's like you don't know what's really going to happen um we may try and put together um because i don't like doing things without um i love including my band i love going full band uh acoustic shows you know full band i i really want those guys working um that's the main thing uh for me and i don't like like having them you know left high and dry uh, so that's so, going to be frustrating that the venues start to open then they close and they open then they close yeah it's very frustrating because it's like okay we're back in business and then all of a sudden hey covid spikes no we're not <laughs> you know i mean and it's mm-hmm. crazy because it's just it's it's such a a play almost it's like you know you're just juggling and you're you're like okay well what do we do so i was thinking about maybe possibly like just for tour sake wise and to keep us uh playing and fresh um you know when we're not playing our full band shows that are sparing then put together some small acoustic um shows that'll be full band um, but you know, we're going to be broken down we're not going to have, you know, the big, uh, the big amps and stuff like that out, you know, it'll be a, a smaller broke down thing to where we can just jump in the van, ditch the trailer, have all, you know, everyone have just, you know, a smaller kit and, you know, try and hit some venues on the West coast when everything, everything opens back up there or starts to, um, and just kind of, that way we can hit some spots, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those deals where it's the ideas that I've got. And then also maybe just doing some live stream shows, um, here pretty soon that just to kind of keep everybody playing, you know, and, and that way no one gets, gets really rusty and stuff. So. Well, and it's important, you know, keep everyone playing and then keep the music fresh. Start introducing that Absolutely. new stuff. Yeah. We got yeah. a oh, wow. we got a uh, Matt Ferris in the chat. Are you familiar with Matt Ferris? I've heard the name, yeah. Yeah, Matt Ferris is a real nice fellow. He just uh, recently had a new baby. He is a, uh, a national touring act that lives here in Arizona, actually not too far from me. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. So, hey, were man. you uh, prepared to uh, play a little music for us today? Uh, yeah, I am. So, I what do you got for him. us? Um, well, I got to grab my guitar over here. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I can uh, I can play uh, whatever you want to hear. Some new stuff that's going to be on the album. Um, I would go for something new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Let me, uh, let me grab my guitar real quick. All right. And, uh, we ready. 
All right, folks, we'll get give Wayne just a second to come through. Here he is. All right. That was quick. You were ready. It was right there. Yeah, I was tuned up. I was tuned up ready before. You know, I mean, it was just like, like I said, like my camera for some reason was just being crazy on my uh, phone. So I guess I got to update. I guess I got to do an update. Yeah, <laughs> updates can be frustrating. And I know the broadcasting software that I have here just went through a big update. So that's probably part of it, too. It's all current. And it looks like Eileen yeah. went and she snuck away to go listen to Break Me Down. She liked it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Good deal, Eileen. He's about to play uh, something live for us right here. Ed. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll play this uh, new song that um, it, it it's definitely probably going to be. I mean, one of the singles uh, coming up. So it's a song called "You Might Call It Love, I Call It Crazy." All right, I like it. Stage is yours, my friend. You might call crazy. That little angel's reason I've been through hell. Jim Beam and Hockey Talks, yeah, since to save me. Cause you might call love, but I call crazy. Well, I've been drowning my tears in this lone star beer since the break of dawn. Looking like a fool on that old bar stool, yeah, and crying about her all night long. Well, the whiskey pain and the heartache train coming up around the bend. Cause that dirty little four-letter word is the reason why I'll never ever fall again. Cause you might call it love, well, I call it crazy. Cause that little angel's the reason I've been through hell. Jim Beam and Honky Tonks, yeah, ever since save me. Cause you might call it love, but I call it crazy. Judges, lawyers, Lord, help me, please. This ain't just another case of hard luck. Yeah, the state I'm in and yeah, the state I love is bound now to lock me up. Is that dirty little four-letter word? It's a reason why I'm broke down and all tore up. Cause you might call it love, well, I call it crazy. Cause that little angel's a reason I've been through hell. The dance hall queens in Texas were sent to save me. Cause you might call it love, well, I call it crazy. I said, now you might call it love, well, I call it crazy. Yeah. I like it, man. So when are you going to send me my copy? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, bud. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got to get my hands on that when you're ready. I'll uh, we'll, uh, kick you out of review. I got a couple on be behind schedule, but uh, we're going to get those knocked out. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So do you have anything, you know, you, I mean, I assume you still have scheduled dates for the road right outside of Texas, right? Uh, yeah, we have um, uh, our tour schedules at WayneGarnerMusic.com is our website. And uh, yep, we got it scrolling on the bottom right now. It's uh, you can just you can go there and you can find our dates there and then also we i mean like with the way it's going is it's 
um, dates could be just updated. I mean, mm-hmm. a week or two before the show. Um, so that's kind of what we're, you know, looking at. We're taking a lot of last minute stuff. I know that we do have dates in August, but, you know, to be, I mean, honest, I mean, they're in Texas. So is that going to happen? I'm not sure. Um, okay. and, and then there's, I think there's the same OPR here in Arizona. Didn't they just roll back all the dates for you guys? Um, what's that now? I said, you know, that Texas is in a similar boat to Arizona. Didn't they roll back the dates on openings? Yeah, they, uh, like, we don't, I mean, I, th- I think we we're supposed to be opening here this next week, but mm-hmm. they're saying that they want to wait now for like another like month, I think. So, yeah, we were supposed to open up last Friday, and now they pushed us back to August 10th. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, okay. that's just, I mean, it's that's what we're looking at. And, and so it's kind of like just being at the mercy of the United States government, which is never good. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. you know. It could be worse. Oh, yeah, it could definitely be a lot worse. Definitely. Um, but... You know, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Is I mean, everything will be adding from here on out until they say, hey, you know, business is open for good no matter what. I guess, you know, it's just kind of be kind of a, a hit and miss thing. Um, and just depending on on the different uh, different state laws. So, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, as frustrating as that is, I, you know, I, I, you know, it's so hard to say what's real and what's not anymore. But, you know, I tell everyone if we want to get out of this, we just need to play the rules, play the game. Yeah, that's pretty you much know? it. Because I, I can tell you from our perspective, I can't work with the the bands not playing and the venues closed. You know, we're right. You know, we're basically staying alive because of sponsors right now. You know, right. it's just hard here. And it trickles down. People don't get that. It trickles down real quick. You know, it's always oh, the yeah. PR and the management. We feel it the last. But, like, you know, I manage a band out of Apache Junction, Arizona, and we've just been canceling. I, I You know, I, I've lost track of how many shows we've lost. And I'm hoping, um, and I'm waiting for answers, I'm hoping we can either get them because we had a couple of gaps towards the end of the year, not much, but a little bit. But otherwise, I'm hoping they'll just, you know, move our dates to 2021, which at that this time I've tried to start booking and it's like everything's real flatlined. They're afraid to commit yeah, to anything. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at like uh, some different stuff for 2021 and um, uh, different venues that, that were wanting to start it uh, then. And my biggest question to them was, was I didn't want to send them, you know, contracts. I didn't want our contracts going out to them and it being like a legal binding thing, how, you know, that stuff work. And that was the biggest concern that I had was doing that. And then it hurting them. I I I don't, you know what I would suggest Wayne, and I've I've done this with my contracts, even though I haven't been able to send any out is I put a a COVID-19 disclosure. Yeah, that's a good. Which is, yeah, that's a good. Which answer. is if it's so there, so that way I get the commitment. But if they're legitimately closed because of that, or we can't but, travel yeah, for whatever reason, know. then we're off the hook. Yeah. At least, at least you have something. I mean, you know, I mean, we're we're, you know, what five six months into it, it's like we got to have you know, some glimmer of hope that you know we're going to get back to work, and it's like, hey, you know here's the thing. We know that there's a possibility you won't be there, but if you are cool, if COVID-19 causes you to close and you're off the hook, you don't know us anything and it sucks, but what what else are you going to do? You know? Yeah. That's, that's it right there. It's, uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's what it is. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's, you just do the, you know, you take it, you know, with, with the bat, the bad with the good. And then you just, you move on. Um, it's it's weird. I mean, because it's I mean I'm seeing so many like guys and girls that I know that are in this industry and in this game with us, and you know seeing them 
you know, trying to do private shows and stuff and, and just scraping by and, and doing what they can, you know, to survive so they don't have to take, you know, a full, full-time job and then they just have to quit music completely. I mean, it's rough seeing that, you know, seeing them struggle like that. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a really tough thing. I, I mean, I feel for everybody, you know, and that, that's going through this right now. I and mean, it's a, it's a booger, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, it's rough. You know, I, I mean, I personally from over here, I just keep thinking it's like, it's cause we have, you know, we have inside studio Siri here and this, you know, screams all over the place. And then we have the podcast and everything, but like, you know, our um, bread and butter has always been all these behind the scene videos where we can go on the road and things of that nature. And that's been killing me because it's like, where, where am I going to go? So I, you know, one of the announcements we were going to make today is now I'm trying to get everything confirmed and it's, I've had some challenges, but I am supposed to be hitting the road. Well, it was supposed to be next week. Uh, we have uh, one band that's based out of here. Actually, we were talking about it before Nathan D. The damn band. They, um, a, a chunk of their tour is actually in states that are not closed. So they're, they, they're bouncing back and forth. Although they just left Jackson. Uh, what was it? I think it was last, was it last night to play, a. You know where Pine Top, Arizona is? Yeah. Okay. They they left Jackson Hole, I believe it was last night after their show, and they drove to Pine Top right after okay. the show for a private show, and then they're going back. Okay. <laughs> That's a yeah. hell of a drive, man. And, they, and they've and they been doing that. They've been going Jackson, Denver, Denver, Jackson, Jackson, Arizona. It's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah but I'm what... actually – that's it right there. I mean, it's yeah. uh, like we'll be. I think we're supposed to like we're supposed to start booking um, uh, like our tribe or my tribe does. Uh, I mean, they have like a lot of different venues and stuff, and I know that they're opening back up, and I know that we're we'll be doing more shows with them and stuff. Um, because we had a string of them that we like get that had gotten booked for June, mm -hmm. and I mean it was just a. It was a, basically a plow through um, for probably about two weeks. And then that's when we had planned on coming out west was after that. So it was mm -hmm. just going to be a two-week hit of those uh, venues and then shooting up, you know, New Mexico, Arizona, California. And I know that they're starting to open back up. So we'll start getting those back, you know, aligned and stuff. It's just, you know safety protocols everybody's got to be safe and uh mm -hmm. you know they have to do what they have to do to make sure that that's going to happen and and that you know to keep the public safe with all of it so well you know we have a couple of tribes that are completely shut down we have one that um if you're if you do not live on the reservation you cannot stop on the reservation right now it's that bad yeah i've heard of, i've heard about it like uh, a couple of my friends uh live in different ones out west and um, they've said that it's uh, that it's pretty bad. So yeah, don't quote uh, me, but I've been told that one of the casinos, the hotel was converted into a COVID hospital. I've heard that. I heard that like this last yeah. week. Like, uh, yeah, I I think it may have been from you, but I heard it from somebody else. I know I did, and it was either on their Facebook or on on uh, like a native news update or something. Uh huh. Yeah, it's getting around. Well, like I, I think I did mention it to you. There was some big—I don't know if it was an event or a pilgrimage or something in the Northwest. Then they right. came back and they all brought it back, and this and it spread like wildfire. That's the thing is, I think we started getting through this. I honestly do. I think we started. I think the lockdowns did work, and you know, I don't care if people, you know, try and firebrand me or something like that, or you know, hate on me or whatever, you know. But whenever you're going to group gatherings and it's not completely 100% safe yet and the virus is still being transmitted like how hot it, it was I mean it's like I mean dude it's going to spread like wildfire yep and I think those COVID spikes you know from two weeks you know when they pretty much shut everything back down two weeks ago I mean that was that was it you know I mean it wasn't I, I just don't see 
how it, it could have spread when most places were taking the precautions, restaurants, clubs, and bars were taking precautions with the, the uh, social distancing and the, and the masks and stuff. And then you see, you know, the riots and, and the gatherings and stuff with everybody hugged up next to each other. I don't care if you're, you know, wearing a biohazard suit, you're probably still yeah. going to, oh, I mean, it's just kind of. Yeah, I, I keep getting slammed for talking about it. But when you say that you can't have gatherings of more than, say, 10 or 15 people or whatever the number is, even in your home, you can't have a. Not that I'm a Bible study person, but you can't have a prayer group, can't have a barbecue, but then yeah, see, you can get a haircut. Yeah. Oh, you can go riot and and be yeah. You know. yeah. And now, that's what doesn't make sense to me, you know. And um, I actually was talking to somebody online about this. They, you know, and I, I said basically what you said, okay. And somebody said, somebody really believes, somebody said, you're not going to catch the virus. You know that if you're fighting systemic racism. Somebody actually and said that. They actually That's like said saying that. I'm not going to catch the virus if I just go to church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I went back because I was like, man, I'm going to screenshot this because this person can't be serious because they followed it up with a couple other lines. And, um, I, it wasn't there. So either they deleted it or the person that had the topic going deleted it. So. Oh, geez. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, kind of one of those things where uh, people's intellect on a lot of stuff has been uh, definitely been, been showing. So. Yeah. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've had people say you know, they can't believe how everything's closed the way it is. But then if they if they head over to the grocery store, so if you go to the Kroger or Fry's or Safeway, whatever it is, it's like a madhouse. They say and there's no one practicing social distancing. I've seen that, but not to that seriously bad degree. But uh, right, yeah, you're, you're telling me that's okay, but we can't do this, and you're telling me you're. You know, just by certain things, you're not going to catch it. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody kind of knows how it, how it's uh, really got how it got. You know, the respike of every, of it all and stuff. And then, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where there's so many, um, uh, you know, just biff numbers about it too at, at the hospitals. Um, you know, and I mean, Florida getting busted, and then. Bear County in Texas got busted at some facility. Just oh, I didn't hear about that. Bear County, Bear County, and yeah, it's Bear County in Texas. Like one of the facilities was basically just writing, um, you know, test numbers down and, and handing them in, handing them in as positives. And oh, I, yeah, that's happening last, a lot of places. That was last week. I, I heard it on the radio, and, and it was on the news. And then it was shut down, like as far as like nobody talked about it anymore. Um, but uh, the I know Florida, Florida really got in trouble for it. And so I don't know. I mean, it's I just kind of uh, I guess like, you know, I know it, I know it's real. I know it's 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 bad. And I know some people get it and don't even know they have it, you know, or had it. And have you heard yeah i'm pretty sure i had it december i just need to go get tested and a lot of people get frustrated when they hear that but trust me when i say i was sick for like three months you know three months yeah. with this chest infection and never and the only time i got really tested was when i was really really sick and they said i had still had the chest infection but then i had influenza type a and i'm like well what about this other thing they're like, oh, it's just a chest infection. It's just bronchitis. I'm like, well, you're not testing me, and we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I man. I you know, and I got my – I have a brother-in-law, a former brother-in-law that's up in Paris. You know where Paris is, right? Paris, oh, Texas. Yeah. So he's up there. This girl, they go to get registered for their test. Now, Wayne – 
you know I'd never lie to you or make up a story. And I know this old boy is the nicest guy in the world. He's got a you know heart of gold. He's just this laid back, you know, back hills redneck. And he he calls me up. He says, Eddie, we went and got registered. We didn't hear back from them. Or they were supposed to tell us that day when we were scheduled to go take our tests. We didn't hear nothing. We went to bed the next morning. They call my girl. We pick up the phone and they told us we tested positive. And I'm like, I'm confused. We never took the test, Eddie. We never took the test. You know, hey, I'm telling you right now, I heard um, some of the same similar stories from people in that area. Okay. Uh, oh, really? North Dallas Up there, Paris, Dallas area? Yeah. Like that, like I saw some different people talking about it on Facebook, and I thought it might have just been a thread that people were like, you know, you know, I mean, it's the internet, okay? And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't know these people personally, but I had heard like several people saying that that happened up there. And now that you say it, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I believe you. And oh my, I mean, that's kind of just one of those things where. It makes you think, what is this for? You know, I mean, I know it's still being spread, and I know people are still really sick and really dying, but, you know, is this just an inflation to keep us locked down while it's a it's a, it's a a government, you know, shit show all of a sudden on both sides? You know, what what is it? And so, I don't know. No, it's, but I'll tell you something, it's kind of concerning. <laughs> it's very, a little bit. It's very concerning because, yeah. you know, hearing it from you and knowing that that really happened, those people weren't making that up then. And so, yeah. what, you know, what, what's, you know, kind of leaves you saying, hey, what's the deal? So, and, and I've actually, I've actually heard more stories since then, well, heard or seen it. In social media. So now I'm starting to say, hmm, just like you're saying, like, how often is this really happening? Um, yeah. And, 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 and you like, know, they get paid every case that, that of actual COVID. They get, they get, uh, uh, I don't know if it's uh, federal yeah, or what. Yeah. Yeah. It's money. They get- yeah. They get money. Yeah. So, I mean, why wouldn't they? But, I mean, I told people before that I've talked to, Cause I'm a conspiracy, not nut, but guy. Yeah, I'm and, with you. Same here. And you know, question everything. And I've told some of my, you know, friends and, and different band members, you know, because they're like, "Well, why would the government do this?" You know, well, it doesn't make sense. Why would you know they wouldn't do that to United States citizens? And I'm like, okay, well, here's the deal. You know, they did it to you know most Native American tribes. And you don't, and I, like I told some of my friends, the back history of the boarding schools or the, the boarding schools oh, yeah. and how they basically, you know, annihilate, we're annihilating as many natives as possible. And they didn't know you, about it because it's not, no. something that's not hot, but I told them, I told them, no. don't be surprised if they wouldn't do it to U.S. citizens to, you oh, know, sure. try something out. You know, you don't know what they're doing. Well, and, and I know you you are very vocal in social media and your beliefs. And, um, you know, uh, given that history that you're, that people aren't aware of, and that's scary that people don't know that. You know, yeah. I, you know I, I think I have, like, can you see my hand? That much Native American <laughs> blood supposedly somewhere. I think it's Apache or something. But even though, you know, I'm – technically a white boy with a European background. I know that history. And the scary thing is, is people don't know. And then people are running around trying to like, forget about that. They're focusing on, you know, picked items now. And I'm like, here, here's my proof folks. For those that don't listen to me, Wayne just said it. People forget about the boarding schools and things. There was a lot of shady stuff that, you know, that's happened Multiple times, you oh, know, yeah. but you want to talk about shady. I mean, now, now granted every, every culture has their issues. I mean, I, I have Irish blood in me and, and, and right. people don't really want to talk about the Irish, you know, what happened to them. Yeah. They built some beautiful buildings though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't want to 
talk about that. I mean, if, uh, what's current as far as um, the, like the current issues? They don't want to be reminded of of the past of everything. And you know, right. there was actually a bill. There was a bill, and a good friend of mine that uh, he was like a principal and superintendent at one of the schools in Arizona that I went to. Haskell Indian Nations with uh, his name's Aaron Hornbuckle, and we were we were talking about it one night when I was on tour, and we were telling some band members of mine that there was actually a bill being passed in the eight, late eighteen hundreds to use the boarding schools as a total extermination uh, um, facilities. That's what they were they were going to use them as. Mm-hmm. And so you would see all these. You know, children go there and perish, and and you know there. Were, I mean, dude, there was the. I think the mortality rate was it was insane. I mean, I know, and mm-hmm. at some of these boarding schools in the in the dorms or big houses, whatever they lived in, there were jail cells in the bottom of them, and there was one like where I went at Haskell, at the, in one of the girls' dorms. You could the cutouts of the the cells were in the bottom basement, where they would mm-hmm. just lock them up and leave them. Yeah. And uh, and then they would return to be dead, and mm-hmm. that's what there was a bill that was uh, that that's what they were going to do. They were going to exterminate them all. And from what I understand, that's what Adolf Hitler got a lot of his plans from was from those boarding schools for the Holocaust. So, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's one of those things to where there's there's so much stuff in the past uh, that people really need to educate themselves when it does come to the U S government and everything and understand that it's not always Democrat and Republican. It's as always, it's a whole, you know? Oh yeah. I just don't appreciate when people are telling me that um, there are certain aspects of our history that we don't longer need to remember. And that defeats everything. Every, every, it triggers me. Are we not yeah. supposed to remember it so we don't repeat it? That's exactly right. And I think that's one thing that they're, you know, this whole thing has been a part of was to just get rid of a lot of stuff that, you know, they want to erase. And, and so it can yeah. be repetitive. So it can definitely be repetitive. Well, and, and, and a lot of this history, I don't believe the current um, generation you know, not to mention a specific generation, but they don't, they honestly don't know that history. And a lot of no. the history, so my, my, my two children are, they're my stepchildren. Okay. And they're half Japanese and they're amazing kids and their mother did a great job. And then I, I think I've um, helped play a role in, in that the past couple of years, but you know, we've had conversations about stuff that again, they don't teach in school anymore. We sat down and discussed everything from like Pearl Harbor to the the Japanese war camps that we had, the prisoner camps, and and how that you know was it? Yes, it was a mistake, um, but they under also understand at the time, just like with you know, let's just say the with the pan, pandemic or anything, you know, um, something happens and they don't know what to do, and a lot of mistakes get made, you know. So we discussed. It's like okay we had this massive bombing that killed all these people and it was triggered because of spies in Hawaii. And I went through the whole thing so that they yeah. understood and I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying they freaked the hell out, but the kids don't yeah. even know that story. Oh yeah. No. And that's you know? like a lot of, um, I was talking to one of my friends a couple years ago that lives in uh, San Francisco and, um, she said she was going to, I, I forget what university it is out there, but she was saying how they were teaching in school, though, that, that um, the settlers, the early settlers and the whites um, killed all Native Americans, exterminated them all. And right. I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I tried telling them, you know, that, you know, that's not, that's false. And like a lot of people were buying into it and the professor was kind of spreading a false, you know, idea and demonizing, you know, the, the, the culture, the early European culture that came here 
just to do it. Right. And you're seeing more and more of that. And it's a scary thing because, I mean, it's but like, if you bring what? it up to these people, they don't see it oh. that way. Yeah, That's I where I've, I've told you, where I brought that up. I've been told we no longer need to know that history. We don't need, we can just forget it and move on. And I'm like, you can't. No, yeah, and that's the thing is it's like there was, you know, like when they talk about the Civil War and stuff, you had Native Americans that fought on the side of the South, and it wasn't because of slavery, because, dude, all the removal acts had already happened, or most of them, and they were living in tents, okay, or, I mean, just anything they could, any type of shelter, and they had nothing. So when the Civil War broke, a lot of those tribes that fought on the side of the South at first, it wasn't because slavery, it was because they wanted to crack at the US government who just stole mm -hmm. all their land. Right. And then most of those uh, uh, regiments, after about, after a few months flipped and started fighting for the, the, the Native American home guard for each like area and were fighting for the union all of a sudden. I mean, a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And then when it was done, they went back to the to their their ways, and we just kind of wanted to be left alone. But that's you know, it's they wanted you know, there's certain people that want that to fit a narrative, and so they'll demonize anything, or they'll just you know make stuff up. And I mean, it's, they're making stuff up a lot of times. But I'll tell you, sometimes they really try to come with a strong defense because they really believe what they're saying. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen, like, and this is another thing is um, I try and, like, I'm trying now to just kind of stay off social media. Like, oh, I wish I could. I wish I, I could. But I started going to these different Native, uh, these all Native groups because I noticed some of them that I was uh, in, it was – they would always keep updates about the tribes and different uh, stuff going on, um, whether it was bills in the house, you know, with with Washington or, yeah, you know, just just the normal things. Um, and then all of a sudden it flipped and like it was just this pro liberal Democrat side of things. And so I was just kind of curious and I, I, I think everybody should have their own entitlement. I mean, that everyone should be able to pick what party they want to vote for. You know, that's just our, our freedom here. Yeah, and, exactly. And so I just started noticing them. It was like a lot of them had flipped to just really bashing our country into the ground completely and pro, putting Antifa stuff up. And so I just kind of baited a few questions out there, you know, not being a jerk or anything, but most of them, I mean, come to find out after receiving a lot of hate mail and stuff and um, kind of backtracking to these groups, you know, most of those native groups are ran by not natives and they're ran by liberal groups. So really? just a lot of, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, it's, I, it's so sad. Because I think, I mean, people are so easily triggered now. If you don't watch yourself, everybody can be. Oh, and, yeah. and I think that they just get on there and they read this stuff, you know, um, and they believe it and get mad. And, and that, then they got them. I mean, so it's just, it's, to me, it's, it's a sad thing. Um, and it seems like that that's kind of the, the war tactic now. So... Oh, it's definitely uh, it's it's definitely a war for sure. Yeah, and it's and it's a shame. It's a shame because everyone should have their own opinion on what party they should vote for and their mm -hmm. own values, no matter what, and not be judged for that at all. No, I agree. And with that, uh, I think we are yeah we are out of time. Wayne, don't go anywhere. Uh, I want to chat with you backstage. Everybody, thanks again for watching. Uh, we're going to uh, wrap this one up. Stay tuned for some updates. Uh, we have a couple of more shows coming, and then uh, uh, Country Road will be back on the road. Um, we are confirming our first dates and locations as we speak. Um, I can tell you it's either going to be 
Jackson, Wyoming, or uh, Denver, Colorado, and uh, we will be uh, following the tour of uh, Nathan Dean and Dan Van. Uh, so with that, be sure you follow us on Country Road Entertainment and Inside Studio CRE. Hit that follow button in the corner, and if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell every time we put up some new entertaining content. You will get an alert. And if you go to Country Entertainment on YouTube directly, uh, you will see where we have all our behind-the-scenes footage. Um, and it's a lot of great stuff. Joanne, thank you for watching. Everybody, thank you for watching, and we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks.